Good morning, everyone. So I want to first say that um, what we are sharing today, yes, we are highlighting moms this morning, but really I think what's so amazing about the gospel, it meets us where we're at. It's not just for motherhood and what we're going to be kind of focusing on today. It's really what we're going to be talking about can really be applied to any of our lives and where we're at. So today I want to share part of my testimony, um, how the gospel has and is still transforming my heart. Um, I'm not up here because I have it all together, and I'm not up here because I'm an expert. Um, I'm a daughter of God who's learning, and really I'm sharing what the Lord has taught me through his word and also what people have poured into my life. So our big idea um, is I want to share two ways the gospel changes our perspective of motherhood. So first part, the gospel changes my perspective. It has changed my perspective of my responsibility as a mom. So at age 27, I became a mom. And as a young mom, if you would have asked me if I thought I was responsible for my children's salvation... I would have absolutely said no. No way. Jesus is the one who saves. But functionally, I was not living this way. I was living as if I was the one responsible to change my children's hearts. And the symptoms of living this way started to surface in my life as anxiety. I felt like I had to hold everything together. Uh, It also depleted me of my joy. As a young mom, I focused more on what I had to do, um, doing everything right, that I was really missing out on enjoying my children. It also surfaced as shame and condemnation. Um, Shame for my failure and shame for my children's failure. You know, I saw my children's failure as an extension of my own failure as a mom. It also surfaced as excessive correction. You know, I, I, I had to make them understand, um, maybe focusing, having a more moralistic focus. And the reason for that, because I was focusing on their behaviors, uh, immediate change. So this all began to surface in those beginning years of motherhood. And God, in his mercy, uses motherhood to expose the lies we're prone to believe. And he began to gently expose the lie that was underneath the way I was beginning to live as a mom. And this was the lie. I still believed that I had some work to do to ensure my own salvation. I was living with this crushing weight of having to make all the right decisions and do all the right things to earn God's acceptance. And living under this lie meant I also had to make all those right decisions and do all the right things to guarantee my children turned out good and to somehow guarantee that they would want to follow Jesus. I felt my kids were an extension of me, and therefore that made them different from other people I discipled in my life. So in essence... I was pursuing perfection for myself and my children more than I was pursuing Jesus. And here's the problem with that. 
My pursuit of perfection repeatedly turned my gaze on me. It turned my gaze on my mistakes, how I could do better, how I could try harder, be more determined, instead of turning my gaze on perfection himself, instead of turning my gaze onto my loving, life-transforming Savior. Here's what the gospel says. Jesus did what I could never do. Jesus lived in perfect obedience to his Father every moment of every day. Jesus completely paid for my past, my present, and my future sin with his death. He satisfied God's wrath for my rebellion and my sin. Jesus is my substitute in life and death. And through faith in him, I am his daughter I belong to him, and he is at work transforming my life to reflect his character. This is what the gospel tells us. So how did this change my perspective? Well, it freed me from that crushing weight I was trying to carry. It freed me to see my children not as people I had to control or manipulate into behaving well and making sure they believed in Jesus. Because I can honestly say it was just, it was my heart's desire. It still is. It's not a bad desire. I was just approaching it the wrong way. And it freed me to let go of something I could never do and freed me to pursue Jesus more than perfection. Ann Voskamp, author and speaker, says, I love this quote by her, instead of being held to some standard we can't ever reach, We get to be held by his grace that reaches us wherever we are. And and when we let ourselves just be held by his grace, fear of failure loses its hold on us. So the gospel freed me of the idea that I was responsible for changing my children's hearts. Ezekiel 11 verse 19 says, And I will give them singleness of heart and put a new spirit within them. I will take away their stony, stubborn heart and give them a tender, responsive heart. This is God speaking. This is God's work. And he is the one who changes my heart. And he alone is capable of changing my children's hearts. So now what? What is, this is my greatest desire for my kids, so... If I'm not in control of this, and this isn't my responsibility, now what? What is my responsibility? The gospel, this is the second point. The gospel changes my perspective of my identity and therefore my role as a mom. Before becoming a mom, I worked as an RN for almost 10 years. I loved my job. I loved connecting with my patients and cultivating relationships with my coworkers. I truly loved the people I worked with. I always felt, and I still do, that nursing, um, the job of a nurse is important. But when I uh, found out I was pregnant and close to giving birth, I decided to stay home full time. And it was a difficult decision because I was leaving something I loved behind and something I felt that was part of who I was. 
But I was looking forward to being a mom, too. I always wanted to be a mom. So in a sense, in my mind, my identity shifted. All right, if I'm not a nurse, I'm a mom. That's my identity. But as I began to understand the gospel better, it revealed my true identity in Christ. My true identity is not nurse, and it's not mom. I am a child of God. And God is my Father. Having an accurate view of my identity has impacted the way I view my role in motherhood. First, I'm a child who needs the love, the grace, the mercy, the strength, the correction, the life-giving instruction from my Heavenly Father every single day. And I'm called to be a signpost, one who's pointing my children to a true and better father. So as a child of God, God is at work transforming my heart through his Holy Spirit. He's at work changing my life to reflect his character. And he is at work maturing me and helping me to grow. But I never outgrow my need for him. I remain a lifelong learner. As a signpost, my role as a mom is to live in such a way that points my children to my Heavenly Father, even in my failure. A signpost that declares, I have the responsibility and privilege of taking care of you, but ultimately your life is in the hands of a good, good Father. One who wants to have a relationship with you. So seeing myself this way, having an accurate understanding of my identity and role, it gives me comfort because I'm not alone. My father doesn't leave me to figure out what to teach my children, how to parent. He doesn't leave me to somehow have that strength and endurance and perseverance and wisdom in drawing that from myself, right? Having that on my own, he gives me all I need. So that gives me comfort. And it also gives me compassion because I need what my children need. I can relate with them. We are more alike than different. And I have struggles and temptations just like they do. This helps me to see past their disobedience, their stubbornness, their rebellion, and recognize that they need Jesus just like I do. So I want to leave you with three aspects of our Heavenly Father's character that we can reflect on, or that we can reflect to our children as the Holy Spirit is at work through the gospel transforming our hearts. The first is our Heavenly Father is intimate. Psalms 139 verse 13 through 18 says, You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous, how well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion and as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O God. 
they cannot be numbered. Matthew 11, verse 28 through 29 says, Then Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Our Father created us. He knows everything about us. He knows our struggles. He knows our failures, our fears, our temptations, our thoughts, and still he loves us with an everlasting, steadfast love. He invites us to come close so he can give us rest and gently teach us. He is a God of intimacy and relationship. As parents, we see the sides of our kids, right, that others might not see. The struggles, the fears, the failures, the temptations. And we can reflect our Father's character, his intimate relation, relational character. And we can do this by intentionally making time to slow down. Our world is moving so fast, so fast. And we find ourselves so busy, but it's so necessary. We make time to slow down, push out the distractions, to listen to our kids, to share our hearts with our kids, our struggles, our temptations, the wisdom we, we have gained from God's word, encouraging them to be vulnerable, vulnerable and honest with us. We can observe them. That's one of my favorite things, the stepping back when my kids are playing with others or interacting with other people. I love just watching them. I see things that I might not pick up normally. We get to know their gifts, what they're passionate about, their struggles, their fears. We can pray with them and pray for them, and we can enjoy them. This, we can re reflect our Father's character by doing these things. The second is our Father is patient and slow to anger. Psalms 86 verse 15 says, But you, O Lord, are a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. Remembering and reminding ourselves of our Father's patience and long-suffering towards us helps us better extend that to our children. It is easy to forget when you are in the throes of motherhood, especially when every day, multiple times a day, you feel like you are correcting the same behaviors, right? Discussing the same attitudes. But that's what our Father in heaven is doing for us, right? He's pruning us and transforming us. It is his kindness, not his anger, that draws us towards repentance, his mercies are new every morning, and he forgives us every time we confess. He doesn't give up on us. He, begin, or he continues the work he began in us until it's complete. And lastly, our Heavenly Father is forgiving. 1 John 1, 9 through 10 says, But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. If we claim we have not sinned, we are calling God a liar and showing that his word has no place in our hearts. We can reflect our Father's forgiveness towards us by always forgiving our children. We forgive and we don't withhold our affection from them. 
We forgive them because our Father has forgiven us much. And not only do we reflect this aspect of God's character through forgiveness, we reflect his character by repenting. Uh, Scotty Smith, pastor and author, says, parents who know how to repent in front of their children give them a better gift than a Harvard education. And I believe that. That was some of the best advice I've received as a mom. I can go, I can come to my kids and say, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done this. Let's pray together. When we apologize to our spouse in front of our children or our children, we demonstrate the trust we have in our Father to forgive us. We show our children that confession and repentance are part of God's healing plan, and we show them that they can turn to Jesus when they fail. We show them that our Father is a safe place to run when we fail. He's not going to turn us away. So in conclusion, the gospel is something that we need to meditate on our entire lives because it helps us to understand and let go of what we can't do. It reveals the character of our Father, and it shapes our roles as parents. Melissa Kruger, author and speaker, said, The most important message I will ever convey to my children is the gospel.